Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, what a privilege to be back with you on another episode of the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, a university on a mission. We believe in truth. We are training students to embrace truth in Jesus Christ, to live holy lives, to be evangelists, and then to take... I, I, I got emotional about this. We had a board dinner the other day. I got emotional about this. We are in the midst of just an absolute nutty culture that can't define truth, can't define what a woman is, what a man is. It says that basic math is racist. I mean, the, just the, the, the fall of our culture... You have this beautiful institution educating 1,500 residential students, another 8,000 or so online in all 50 states across the nation, educating these students to embrace truth, to become excellent accountants, chemists, biologists, counselors, pastors, educators, English majors, just the breadth of liberal arts, and then we're just launching them into the world. It is beautiful. Colorado Christian University is doing wonderful things. If you are looking for that next chapter of your life, over 100 degrees, and a lot of them online. And I know you got crazy demands on your life right now, but if you're looking to open that next door in your life, that next chapter, go to ccu.edu. Check out what they're doing at Colorado Christian University. I'm speaking with someone who was a member of the Board of Trustees. He's the president of Summit Ministries, and he's got a new book out called Truth Changes everything, how people of faith can transform the world in times of crisis. So you mentioned in the past, Dr. Myers, that in the past segment, that if we lose truth, we open the door for authoritarians to come in and control this country. What does that mean? Okay, Jeff, uh, this, this is where truth really comes, comes right to the forefront. If there's no such thing as truth that can be known, because that was the old way, right? When you and I were in school, the teachers would say, seek the truth. It's going to be hard, but you've got to seek it. You've got to grapple with it. Reality is really real. M. Scott Peck, the psychiatrist who wrote the book Road Less Traveled, said the first step in becoming mentally healthy is to grapple with reality as it actually is. So that's the old idea. The new idea that has come into play, and a majority of Americans now believe it, we've passed the tipping point, is that truth is up to the individual. There's no truth out there to be found. So the words we use then don't describe things that are real. They just allow us to create whatever reality we want. Now, here's the key to this. Most people just kind of skip over this. Who's the we? Hmm. Who is the we who gets to decide what the new reality is? And it's the people who control the channels of communication, social media, the mainstream media. People like that begin using words. And, you, and, and when you study journalism, they actually tell you, here's the book of how you are going to refer to things. If you see a man who believes that he is a woman, you have to call him a woman. Okay? You have to do that according to the journalistic standards. So the people who end up in charge of words end up controlling reality for everybody else. Do you probably remember when we were back in school, we were reading George Orwell, 1984. Yep. Yep. Remember that? 
Absolutely. Big Brother was the totalitarian dictator. But a lot of people think, oh, yeah, we don't want a totalitarian dictator, tell somebody telling us what to do. But how did he control everything in the book? And this is so chillingly prophetic. He controlled everything through what was called newspeak. Mm. New, where you change the language so that you can control what people think. And that one of the characters in the book, his name was Sim, he was a journalist, quote-unquote, and he loved the control of language. In fact, he told the protagonist, Winston, he said, you don't grasp the beauty of the destruction of words. Mm. And then a few sentences later, he said, don't you see that the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought in the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible because there will be no words in which to express it. Mm. The loss of truth leads to the loss of meaning, leads to the loss of language, leads to the loss of even control of our own lives. And then if you claim to have the truth, you're a threat. And you have this line in here, and we can kind of pull this into what happened in France during the French Revolution. But you, you have a line here from Dennis Diderot, I believe is, is how his last name is pronounced, author of France's most famous encyclopedia and a supporter of the revolution, enthused. Man will never be free until the last king is strangled with the entrails of the last priest. And so you become a threat to that order that you just mentioned if you believe there's religious truth. Is that right? That's exactly what's happening right now. People are losing their jobs because they won't use pronouns that don't reflect reality. People are losing their jobs because they are taking a pro-life stance in their own personal time. Mm. This is actually happening in the United States right now. I think as people get ready to go to the polls, that we ought to keep in mind that there are people out there who benefit if they control how you think. So the only way to battle that is to go back and ask, what is truth really? How do we get to it? And did it really ever make a difference? Maybe it's too late, Jeff. Maybe it's too late. I mean, there, it's true, I believe, that there is no nation that has ever gotten this far with the loss of truth mm. and recovered without somehow having a, a revival of, of sorts to, to reclaim the very idea of truth. It's a choice that we get to make, not just you know in our everyday lives, but when we vote and everything else. CCU hosted the Israeli philosopher Yorm Hazoni last week, and in fact what he said is America is going to either be Sodom or Nineveh. It's either going to be destroyed, God has had enough of this, and we're done, and uh, there's not a lot we can do. We just try to be faithful in the midst of it. And, you know, we'll see what we can rebuild as, as America destroys itself. But, or we can be Nineveh, which repented, turned uh, towards God and, and got very serious about uh, truth, about following the truth, about committing to it. But you say you're just a few sentences later, when everyone believes they are pure, which is what they believe right now, chaos results and and that's where we're heading right now jeff we talked a lot about this at colorado christian university that the university starts with christ 
And most universities started this way. They started with Christ, and they did character development, and then they did competency. So you had a foundation of truth to be able to start with. But higher education has no truth right now. They can't tell you what is true. They can't tell you what it means to be a good person, and now they're failing at competency. I don't know if you saw the article recently that a federal judge will no longer hire graduates at Yale Law School because they don't even know how to be lawyers. They're inept. And so everything (laughs) comes back to truth, right? Yeah, it it does seem to emerge. Truth rises even in everyday conversation. If someone says to you, there's no truth, they've just proclaimed the existence of the truth. <laughs> there is no way around it. I guess the question for, for us is, in our time of crisis, is to look back and ask, did anybody ever make it through? Did any civilization ever recover when they've been this far down the road? And it turns out the answer is yes. And that's mm. why I wrote the book, Truth Changes Everything, to tell their stories. Absolutely remarkable stories of people, and most of these stories have not been told, uh, of, of people who said there is such a thing as truth, and I believe that Jesus is the truth. And in that, I will become the very best scientist, artist, educator, judge, Um, doctor or whatever that I can possibly be. And they changed the course of history. They didn't say that they were going to do it. I mean, none of them wrote on their freshman essay, I want to change the world. (laughs) You know, that wasn't their thinking. They just sought to be the very best they could be. So anyway, telling those stories, it was a lot of fun. And it was super important to me personally, Jeff, because, um, and you know this because we're, we're friends, but I had a diagnosis of cancer right when I got the contract to write this book. Wow. And I thought, wow, what if this is the last book I ever get to write? Hmm. What should I write on? Hmm. And, and people who've been in life-defining situations like that may have had that experience. What if this phone call is the last time I ever get to talk to this person? What if this letter I write is the last thing I ever get to say to them? What would you say? And that's what I faced, and I decided, no, true. it's about truth. Truth is the most important thing. It is the most important thing worth standing for. So in his book, Truth Changes Everything, Dr. Jeff Myers gives you stories on how Jesus followers have changed how we value human life, how Jesus followers have changed how we care for one another, how Jesus followers have changed how we learn and grow, how Jesus followers have changed the world of science, arts, politics, the pursuit of justice, how we work, and much more. And it's all based on the importance of truth and being a witness of truth, even if you're not at the highest levels. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back, because I want him to dive into how Jesus followers have changed politics. It's a field that I work in. Uh, As you know, the Centennial Institute is not in the business of getting anybody elected or any party or anything like that. But we are down at the state capitol. I sit across the table from leaders of Planned Parenthood. There's very few Christians that do that and debate policy and try to find ways to change laws and navigate their special interests, our special interests, how that all works together. And he's got great insight into how Christians can engage politics. So when we come back after these messages, I'm going to continue our conversation with Dr. Jeff Myers, the president of Summit Ministries. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. 